Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Booze Brothers podcast. I am Nate, and ooh, unfortunately, my co-host Noah is not actually here. Yes, my brother has ditched me. Not, not really. He currently has a lot to do with work right now, so he's actually going to be taking a little break for probably about the next month at least. His work is really working him to death, so uh, he will kind of be on and off. He might jump in for an episode here or there, but he's got a lot to work on, so I can't fault him for that. Obviously, work comes before our podcast, which is really more of a hobby. Uh, so we will still be doing the podcast, obviously. I will just be alone, so you get to just listen to my sexy, buttery voice that uh, I'm sure all zero listeners enjoy. I did see a couple of people listened over the last couple of weeks, which is nice to see. Uh, I, I always enjoy seeing new listeners come in and jump in. I don't know if you guys uh, were fans or if you just listened once and were like, hey, I don't want to listen to this guy talk anymore, which would totally be understandable. But today, as promised, we are talking about the movie Alien, 1979 Ridley Scott classic. That is the horror movie Alien, of course. Um, so I watched the movie Alien just so that I could kind of break it down, and I, I'm going to kind of give my feedback of it. I did enjoy the movie. Let's start with that. I enjoyed the movie as a whole. I do have to say movies that are made pre 2000 do have to be watched with a bit of a grain of salt especially horror movies let's let's be honest here okay let's be honest about horror movies made before 2000 when technology got a lot bigger uh how do i say this properly they didn't have the biggest budgets so they had to do what whatever they could with what they had. Obviously the budget for this movie back then was about $14 million, which, you know, for the average person, we're like, holy crap, $14 million. Like $14 million is a lot of money. Uh, no matter when you were earning that 14 million is a lot, but in terms of movie budgets, 14 million really is not that much, uh, especially even in 1979, that, that was a higher budget back then comparatively. But if we're talking movie budgets now, uh, the average movie budget for, I think, even last year was only $100 million. And if you take $14 million, let's see, you convert that to today's dollars, that's $50 million. So $50 million, so half half of the average. They wanted this movie to be a success. Obviously, Ridley Scott uh, was not exactly a small name. He was a, he's a good director. Um, he's done a lot of different movies. Uh, so now what I can say is there were some flaws. <laughs> um, you know, they, they did what they could, but obviously watching a lot of the graphics and everything that was anim not animated, all the animatronics that they had, um, a lot of the costumes that they had, uh, and even some of the special effects that they used that were physical special effects, while I could see them back in 1979 being very, uh, very good in those times, not, not, not to my eyes that have obviously watched uh, CGI movies and everything. Everything seemed uh, very obviously fake, which, you know, is fine. Um, you know, I compare it to movies like Jaws. Like Jaws, I do still, I still find very, very scary. I can still watch Jaws today. I think it's a fantastic, fantastic movie. That budget was not very big either. Um, you know, back then they only had so much to work with and animatronics weren't perfect back then you, you, there's only so much you can do when you don't have the technology to work with which actually ridley scott did originally want to have uh all animatronics he wanted the alien itself to be an animatronic but unfortunately he was also cognizant of the fact that 
there was only so much to work with and animatronics just couldn't perform the way that he wanted the movie to to be so what he did uh, which i thought was kind of interesting i really enjoyed learning about ridley scott because this guy really seems like the kind of director that you would want on your movies he he wanted to make a great movie he wanted to make a scary movie but he knew that they were limited technology wise so he couldn't have animatronics because it would have been very obviously a robot and it would have kind of taken a little bit away from the film so what he did was uh he, he met an he wasn't even an actor i think he was working in a, in a laundromat or something i don't actually uh completely remember but he met with a a stand-in basically for uh, who was going to be the alien and this guy was enormous uh his name was balaji badejo uh, and he was seven, he is seven feet, one inches tall and extremely skinny, which is exactly what he wanted to go for. So he, uh, once meeting with that actor, uh, who had never been in anything before that. And again, he was just kind of discovered on, you know, on the side of the street by, by Ridley Scott. So, uh, once he met him and saw him, he realized almost instantly that this is the guy. This is the guy who is going to play the alien. Once he saw him in the costume, it was just, you know, should we say perfect? Uh, yeah, it was It was just kind of perfect. It really fit. It fit with exactly what he wanted to go for. He wanted a very, he wanted the alien to look more insect than anything. That's that's what Ridley Scott was going for in this movie. He wanted it to look very insect-like. And another thing that Ridley Scott did that was very interesting is he is one of those directors who wants the realist reactions that you can possibly get from his actors which is uh, which is admirable because it makes the movie feel much more realistic so what he did uh, i should say he did a lot of things um, but he told the cast almost nothing about what was going to be happening outside of like their script obviously um, and, and, and a, a general idea of what he was looking for and what the movie was about but in scenes like the chest bursting scene it's probably the most famous scene from this movie it's the scene where the little mini alien pops out of the guy's chest and you kind of see it like screeching but when it pops out you see all that blood bursting and then the alien screaming and everything he didn't really tell them what to expect with the blood bursting scene so when that thing came out everybody was thinking you know maybe a little bit of splatter here and there there was a lot of blood uh, it, it splashed everybody. It got all over everybody. So those screams and shouts that you hear in that scene are genuine reactions from the actors. That's actually not, uh, that's not embellished. That's not them acting. That is them actually reacting to that explosion that Ridley Scott had kind of planned. So that shock value really went, uh, really went into the acting. He really wanted those genuine reactions of what, of what you think you would see. I guess uh, I've already spoiled a little bit, but I should, just before we continue, uh, put this spoiler warning in. If you're going to continue listening to this, this is obviously a review of Alien, the movie. So if you haven't seen the movie and you don't like movies being spoiled for you, don't keep listening. Uh, I think that's pretty obvious. Uh, I'll even put it in the title, title and description. So I cannot be blamed if this movie is spoiled for you. It's been out since 1979. So if you haven't seen it, that's on you. This was actually my first watch through, though. Uh, I generally don't watch a whole lot of older horror movies. I've been trying to get better with that. I've actually, this entire past year... I have been focusing on actually the last two years, uh, last Halloween and this Halloween, my all of October was dedicated to watching old horror movies. So I've seen 
the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, this year I watched The Creature from the Black Lagoon. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to get through all the old classics where horror really, uh, really took hold and really started taking off. You know, the 80s were huge. The 80s were huge for horror. There, you, you just look up how many horror movies came out came out in the 80s. It was, you know, you got Alien, you've got Prom Night, you've got Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you've uh, or Psycho. I forget what the original title of the actual first one was. Nightmare on Elm Street. The 80s was just the golden age for horror movies, really getting their foot in the door and creating the genre. So. Now that we got that over with, again, spoilers, uh, so if you don't want to keep listening, please pause. Uh, a little bit of history, or uh, trivia, I guess, about this movie. Um, so the egg scene. Uh, we all know the egg scene where the egg kind of opens up and lets out a baby alien, whatever you want to call it. Um, the original design for that egg only had one slit in it. Now, the interesting thing about that, it may not sound that interesting. It's just kind of a, a random fact, like, oh, it only has one slit instead of two. Because in the movie, you see that the X design where it uh, it's a cross uh, and, it, and it opens up kind of in a, in a quad fold. That actually was only meant to be one originally. And the problem with that was when Ridley Scott brought this design to the crew of the movie, everybody laughed. Um, and they told them that there was no way that that was going to make it past the censors because it looked like a vagina. It looked like women's genitalia, which obviously was not going to make it on screen. So uh, Ridley Scott being the genius that he was, he simply added one more slit going perpendicular and made it into an X. And it solved the problem. In my opinion, kind of makes it look cooler. I mean, I don't know what the actual original looked like. There's not pictures out there of what the original looked like or anything. So it made it look pretty cool. Uh, I think it was a, a really smart solve. Uh, it didn't really cost any extra money. Uh, that was a big thing Ridley Scott did. Uh, he used a lot with like mirrors and uh, extra photography that he saved the company that made this movie so much money. I don't know if they ever thanked him for how much money that he truly saved them, but he did a lot with what he had that uh, could have really been spent on a lot more, like just simply the animatronics thing. If you can imagine what it would have taken in 1979 to create an animatronic alien that would be even remotely scary to watch, that you're talking millions just to make that thing. So getting that actor was alone going to save them money. And then there's you, you can you can look up more history about this, but just look up how much money he actually saved them in the long run. So. Another thing that Ridley Scott did uh, to kind of shock everybody and to get true reactions to this alien was he had the actor who played the alien kept isolated from everybody. He didn't let them know who was playing the alien. He didn't let them see who was playing the alien until they were actually shooting. He had him dressed up in the alien suit. And if you can imagine, seeing somebody who's already seven foot one can already be kind of shocking you know you see somebody who's just freakishly tall like nba players like when you stand next to them it is very intimidating already now imagine that but dressed up to look like that bug looking black alien with the with the teeth and everything it would be very shocking and you can get a real reaction from somebody or more real of a re reaction from an actor by not telling them what to expect or what to look for. So that was a really interesting thing that Ridley Scott did is he did a lot to try to get the most real reactions that he could from people. Um, he also 
again, trying to save money and trying to make things look as real as possible. Uh, that uh, that ball of, of viscera that you see, it's, it's like that white ball covered in goo that, they, that the crew discovers through the movie. That actually was shredded condoms and KY jelly. All of the slime used in the movie was KY jelly, but that specific scene was also condoms. So that's just that kind of thing you think of when you're uh, a lot of these movies that were made, they had to do what they had to. They didn't have the CGI to work with that you do today with movies like, you know, Avatar and stuff. A lot of horror movies today really, they kind of have it easy in a way uh, with the CGI. They, They don't have to work with, they don't have to work with these special designs. They don't have to reach and try to figure out what things are supposed to look like and how to make things look as realistic as possible using real life items. I think it's really interesting that he used condoms and KY jelly, which is oddly sexual, but, uh, you know, we'll just forget about that for now. So obviously in this movie, um, the crew gets on this commercial flight, which they never really actually say what the commercial was. Um, obviously that means that they were transporting something for a company. It's, I, I don't know if I missed the part of the movie, but they never actually say what they were moving, which kind of bothers me, uh, because this crew seems to have a lot of a lot of technology at their disposal just just a lot that they have uh you know they've got those cattle prods this ship has a self-destruct sequence there's there's a lot of technology on here so i gotta i gotta wonder what what they're moving uh and and this obviously uh you know the crew didn't know what they were actually going to do they were delivering something they did their job they were on their way back in the movie again spoilers the crew doesn't know this but they are actually out on an expedition to find this alien uh the company knew about this alien they wanted to bring it back and i believe uh what you find out is they are trying to weaponize the alien i don't know how the company ever intended to weaponize a a sentient alien that uh, bleeds acid and is almost indestructible. That's beyond me, but that's what they were trying to do. So they knew what was happening, and that's why you find out that Ash, uh, the uh, uh, the the random change in uh, I think he was an officer, the science officer. I don't I don't remember, but he was put on the ship, kind of last minute, and nobody really knew why. It was kind of questioned throughout the movie, and you find out that he's an android in possibly one of my favorite scenes from that movie was when oh my god when uh when ripley smacks him in the face um and his head comes off like not off off but it it tilts back completely um to where it's touching his back and it's basically off and when you see that initially when you don't know that he's an android you're like holy shit what the fuck just happened and then you kind of realize what happens uh, as the scene plays out and then you realize that he was an android and they kind of explain things as they're going through this but i think that's a really interesting scene because this this is kind of a very early movie to point at uh, at uh, androids and and kind of an ai sort of situation uh, an artificial intelligence it was very early on you, you know nowadays we think of ai as pretty normal uh AI is kind of getting bigger and bigger every day. Eventually, we're we're going to be totally comfortable with this. But back then, this this would have been this would have been kind of a crazier thought. You, you know, AI obviously back in 1979 wasn't really something most people were thinking of. This movie's also kind of a has an interesting thing because it's got Sigourney Weaver, who Sigourney Weaver you probably know as a household name, but she wasn't actually the biggest name at the time. At the time of this movie, Tom Skerritt 
who you probably know from Top Gun. He was actually the biggest name in this movie, but now Sigourney Weaver is probably a little bit bigger of a name than Tom, than Tom Skerritt. Uh, but yeah, Tom Skerritt dies pretty early on. Uh, I kept expecting him to come back at the end of the movie or towards the end because it doesn't actually show him getting killed. He just uh, it just kind of goes black and then you don't hear from him again. I I really thought that he was going to be hiding in the in the vents and he was going to jump back out and save ripley um from or sigourney weaver from the alien at some point that of course did not happen if you watch the movie so as the movie plays out you know one by one people are dying left and right uh it's picking them off one by one till eventually it's uh only ripley and two other people i think the science officer uh parker and uh i don't remember who the other who the other person was but which actually i uh, i'm on imdb right now and i'm looking at looking at this picture of uh balaji badejo and he's uh it's just got him pictured with his like it's not even just a normal picture like everybody else's is just a headshot his is a full body shot and he has his like skeletal costume on for the alien movie it's it's just his face and then like you can see the rest of his body is the alien costume so clearly um he was not always planning to be an actor because that is his imdb shot i don't actually think he's in anything else either uh i'm pretty sure that's his one and only uh big role i don't think he ever really took off as an actor yeah alien alien is his only listed movie so that's that's interesting because i you know he didn't have any speaking roles uh and he just kind of walked around the ship scaring people which sounds like an interesting job but anyway back to the movie so as the movie progresses as i said eventually you're down to the last three people which is just ripley uh sigourney weaver's character and two other people and obviously everybody but Sigourney Weaver dies because that's how horror movies work. That's just, that's the way things are. Uh, you're left with one person. There's almost always like one survivor or no survivors in some of the more bleak uh, sci-fi movies, uh, which since this was a science fiction movie, I'm actually surprised that anybody survived because survived sci-fi movies generally have everybody dying. But Sigourney Weaver's character gets into the ship's escape pod um, tries to launch herself out and escape, but is attacked again by the alien, the xen the xenomorph, um, and ejects the alien out into outer space, but also ejects herself into outer space, which is why she puts on that, uh, the, you know, the uh, the spacewalk suit. Uh, I don't know what the technical term is for that. I'm too dumb to know that kind of stuff. So she puts that on, um, ejects the alien and herself out, and then she uses a grappling hook to try to launch herself back onto the ship. But this also gets the alien back on and uh, gives the alien a chance to climb, which is when she turns on the thrusters of the ship and blows the alien away. So the alien is obviously dead. She escapes. Happy ending, happy ending. Um, so again, uh, the movie was great. You know, I, I think you, you got to watch, again, any any 80s movie or any movie that's that old with a bit of a grain of salt because um, they, they really worked with what they had. But when you watch them now, sometimes with how spoiled we are with CGR, we we can we can kind of forget how, how good the writing was for those older movies because they, they definitely had to work with what they had. Uh, better writing, better physical special effects they you know they really tried to scare you in different ways it's it's a very different way than what things are now 
when you you know you watch a lot of the paranormal movies now and everything is cgi everything from the monster to uh to the some of the weapons you gotta everything is cgi cgi is completely taken over which isn't also necessarily a bad thing it's it's personal preference some people like the older classics some people like the newer more modern cgi i i think each movie has its own merit um, I would probably give this movie 7 out of 10. Um, there were a few issues I had with it, obviously. A few plot holes. The I would have liked to have seen a, a little more realism. I would have liked to have known why they were you know, taking this ship across the universe and what they, what they were shipping, what this company was um, exactly, and, and why, why this company was interested in getting into military militarization of an alien like how do you make that jump uh how how do you just make that jump into weaponization was this a military company were they already doing military contracting again i don't know if i missed that part in the movie but i don't specifically remember them mentioning anything about that but overall uh, i i enjoyed the movie and i don't know what the next movie will be reviewing is hopefully i'll get better at reviewing movies i apologize if you didn't enjoy my review or if this was one of your favorite movies of all time and and uh, you disagree with my rating of it, or you disagree with how I'm talking about it, because obviously uh, I'm very uh, I'm very new to this. Uh, we are new to this in general. I'm hoping that we eventually get to a point where we this is a normal thing. And again, Noah will be back with me eventually. Uh, he will be back occasionally, uh, working real hard. His his job hasn't worked in like uh, like 12 hours a day or something, and then he's also got to travel back and forth. So right now. It's uh, it's a little difficult, but we will get back to it. Uh, until then, you can also check out our stream. We're doing a, uh, a gaming stream once a week where we're just going to be streaming either horror games. We're going to be doing horror games on that channel as well. We will also be doing non-horror games. Uh, we actually just finished recording our very first video on that. We played Ice Age Carnivores. Uh, if you've never played it, it's a hunting game where you hunt dinosaurs. Uh, it's a very shitty game it's very it's not great um it's uh it's a very low quality very uh very 8-bit sort of graphic game but uh back from back when we were kids we used to love the game so we kind of play through that if you want to check that out until then if you want to follow us on twitter you can find us at booze underscore brothers and uh you can always email us if you have any ideas topics or any movies that you want us to watch uh i'll watch any movie if you if you say it's good uh, and you're a fan and you really want to hear my hopefully less terrible review of it, I am more than willing to watch it and uh, tell you what I think about it and whether you agree or not is kind of up to you. But that email is uh, boozebros.horror at gmail.com. That's B-O-O-S-B-R-O-S dot H-O-R-R-O-R at gmail.com. So feel free to check us out, check out the stream. And if you're a fan of sports, you would also like our other podcast, which is Cup Check Sports. Um, but that's a very different topic. So I will just leave it at that. And I will talk to you guys all next week. Have a great time. Bye.